Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www. Dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. Are you ready to clean your vendor master file? Would you like to hear about three tools that can help you validate vendor data and find duplicate vendors? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 92, three tools to help you clean your vendor master file. So I recommend reviewing your vendor master file monthly, quarterly, or at the very least annually. And summer is a great time for this cleanup process. You're getting ready for um, your IRSB notices and you'll be getting ready to send 1099s and 1042s beginning in January. Get it all cleaned up now so you don't have this big rush at the end of the year where you're also doing month end or actually year-end close. And so in my blog post, It's Time to Clean Your Vendor Master File, I listed eight steps to clean the vendor master file. And I also have an on-demand webinar called Eight Steps to Clean Your Vendor Master File, where I really go into more detail for each step. But in this blog post, I want to focus on the tools that I use and that can help you validate vendor data and find duplicates. And I'll put a link to those two blog posts in uh, in the show notes. And I also have a webinar coming up where I will demo the tools that I use to clean my clients' vendor master files. And I'll put a link to that as well. It's on Wednesday, August 5th. And if you are listening to this podcast episode after that, don't fret. You can still register and watch the recording. It'll be up on the same link. And I just want to point out here before we get started that the validation of the vendor data and the finding the duplicate vendors, I do want to point out that it's done after the uh, first step, which is to inactivate uh, vendors that you haven't had activity with in 15, 18, 24 months or whatever your company decides is good uh, for your business. And so that means that you have less vendors that you need to take 
through these steps. And so I do recommend that you read that blog post, that you listen to that webinar um, so that you can see all of the steps. But let's go ahead and get started with three tools that I use. So the first one is to verify the legal name and tax ID with the IRS uh, uh, 10 matching uh, database. I use 10Check. Now I know that the IRS provides free 10 matching services to match the vendor legal name and tax ID. However, a registration is required, which does take some time and that validation is only one validation and now you can validate one by one and you can upload a bulk file but again it's just that one validation 10 check on the other hand is connected to the irs 10 matching service um, by the way that also means when the irs is down so is that function in 10 check but while that is a paid service it allows immediate registration of team members you assign an admin and you can add as many team members as you want and you can remove team members as well so you have to remember to do that but once the team member um, is added and registers then they can do individual searches and then you can also give them access or you can do the bulk uploads for my vendor master file cleanups, I find this paid service worth it because it consolidates other validations. So this is what it does. So of course you get the vendor legal name and the tax ID um, uh, comparison against the IRS 10 match database. It also does a social security death master file uh, uh, validation and what that means is that they're checking to make sure that if a vendor if you've entered their SSN their social security number maybe they're individual sole proprietor um, they don't have an EIN but if a match comes up against a social security number then that means that it could possibly be fraud because the vendor is using a social security number of someone who has, uh, who is in that death master file. So someone who is, has passed away. And so that's an indicator of fraud. So that's good. Um, just to note, you will get some false positives because if for those that, uh, vendors that are using an EIN and employer ID number for their tax ID, the social security, um, office and the IRS office never Never talked about sequencing um, their numbers and so you can have an EIN number that is the same um, uh, characters or digits or numbers as a social security number so if you know that you have an EIN um, if it matches a social security number in that database it'll show up but again it's a false positive the next thing it does is the exempt organization select check and or EO select check and that's for nonprofits and you can find where um, your vendor may appear on this list it'll indicate that so maybe you can find that 501c3 um, and then indicate it I know when I was a practitioner our tax team always had us send them uh, payments um, for vendors that were uh, 501c3 vendors and they use that to file the organization's taxes so I'm not quite sure what they did with that but we did have to have an indicator on the vendor file and send that over to them when we had a 501c3 so this validation helps with that 
The next thing that it will do is it'll do, it will standardize the street address. Now this is not available with the bulk upload, everything else is, but it won't do the standardized street addresses or it'll only do it if you do the individual um, search, which is still good. And it is connected to the United States Postal Service database. So it'll give you the same results as if you would searched right on that site. And then the last thing that it gives you to me is the most important is it will check the watch list and exclusion list. It has 24, I believe, total, um, but it includes OFAC. And you know you need to check OFAC because if you pay a vendor that is on that list, then you are liable to get penalties that are way higher than what the IRS penalties uh, can be. If you are a healthcare organization, you cannot do business with any vendor that appears on the OIG list or the Office of Inspector General. And these vendors have been excluded from um, having any type of federal contracts. Also, if you're a governmental entity, then you cannot do business with any vendor that is on the SAM or the System of Award Management exclusion list. So uh, TenCheck will help in that you only have to go to one spot to search and it'll check all of these watch lists and exclusion lists for you rather than you having to go to OFAC separately, going to OIG separately, going to SAM separately. So you get everything at once. And if you do the bulk upload, it all comes back in the bulk upload. Okay, so that was TenCheck, and that's what I use to validate the vendor legal name and tax ID against the IRS uh, records and also on the watch list or exclusion list. The next tool that I use is for addresses, and this is to standardize street addresses and get address statuses. So the United States Postal Service for US and international uh, addresses, if you're sending from the US, and the Universal Postal Union, and that is for international addresses if you're sending from an international address, um, they both provide free services or resources to look up and standardize a ma uh, mailing address. Now, while this does help to ensure that the address is mailable, um, and which is important because you don't want those 1099s or 1042s to come back, um, it does not mean that the address is valid. In addition to standardizing the address, Smarty Streets will tell you the status of the address. And that's the key that lets me know and I let my client know when the vendor needs to be reached out to. So here are five statuses that Smarty Streets provides for the addresses. And for each, I'll let you know what we do. So the first one is match mailable and match mailable means it matches, it's mailable, you are set and ready to go. No action needs to be taken. Love to see those. The second one is match inactive. And this means that either the vendor has marked their address as inactive for privacy reasons, or this may be a new development. Really no need to take action, especially if this is the first occurrence. It matched, it's just inactive. The third one is match vacant. 
Now the address matched, but this means that the vendor is not emptying the mailbox. And at some point the mail was returned to the post office and the vendor never claimed it. After 90 days, the delivery point is marked vacant. The post office will then no longer deliver mail there. So in that scenario, you definitely need to reach out to the vendor to request a valid address. The fourth status is no match, PO box only. This means that your vendor's address has a zip code that is marked PO only. And you really need to have a physical address for each of your vendors. So reach out to the vendor and request a physical address. It doesn't mean you can't also have the PO box, but you still need a physical address. So reach out to the vendor for that. The fifth one and the last one is just no match. This means that your vendor does not have a mailable address. Check the supporting documentation to make sure the address was added to your accounting system or ERP correctly. And if the address was entered correctly, reach out to the vendor to get a mailable address. So those are the five statuses. And one thing I do want to mention is that Smarty Streets has a tool. Actually, they have a couple of tools. They have one where you can get like zip codes only, but when you're doing a vendor master file cleanup, you want to validate the address. So you don't want to use that. The next one is a single address tool. So you can look up single addresses if you, if you want to do it that way. But they also have a bulk upload tool. And I forgot how many you can upload at the same time, but it's in the thousands. Um, in any event, you can do that upload. It's all on one screen and it takes like five seconds. All you have to do is make sure that you have formatted the file correctly, which is not hard at all. And you upload that and then you can uh, get that information right back, copy, paste it into a text file and then bring it into, uh, bring it into Excel. So it's very easy. They do have a free plan. It's the US only and it is uh, gives you 250 single address lookups as well as their paid plans for US and international addresses. And again, I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. Okay, so we've got two tools to deal with validating vendor data. Now let's look at a tool that I use for finding duplicate vendors. And I've been using this tool, it hasn't been long, but it really has helped. It's called AbleBits. And once you have verified your vendor data, right, it's time to start looking at your duplicates. To check for duplicates, you need to review your vendor master file data based on legal name, tax ID, and addresses. Some accounting systems, ERPs, um, they do have reports that can identify potential duplicates, but I have found the best way is to also do a review in either some type of a spreadsheet, either Excel or Google Sheets. Now, you know the drill when you're trying to find duplicates in a spreadsheet, you will sort by whatever that name is. And since we're doing it based on legal name, tax ID and address, you're gonna sort by 
legal name, tax ID, or address. The problem is, is that there can be errors. There can be fat fingers. So even if you put it in sequential order, you may not find the duplicate um, vendors based on legal name, tax ID, and address just by looking at it. So what AbleBits provides is they have tools and the one that I have is called Ultimate Suite for Microsoft Excel, but they also have it for Google Sheets too. And this Ultimate Suite provides 60 plus tools, but my favorite to find duplicates is Find Fuzzy Duplicates. Find Fuzzy Duplicates allows you to identify a set number of characters that can be different in the vendor legal name or the tax ID or the address. So it's great for finding those typos that won't show up in a sequential sort or even those entries where you have an individual and one employee enters it as last name comma first name, another individual enters it as first name, last name, it's going to find that. A great example that I recently had was where we had a typo with the city of Los Angeles. So instead of it being C-I-T-Y of Los Angeles, it was C. T-I-Y. And so it didn't show up in the sequential sort order, but the fuzzy duplicate finder found it. It's also good when someone puts in the instead of omitting it from the vendor legal name, and then you have someone else that did not enter the the in the vendor legal name. And so now it'll match those. So this has been a great tool for me. Um, I don't have to know any formulas in order to do it. It's very easy. In the results, it identifies the uh, role that the uh, duplicate vendors, potential duplicate vendors can be in. So all you have to do is click on those rows. You don't have to go and find it from there. So it's very convenient. So that's the one that I use for duplicate vendors. So I hope that's something that uh, you'll want to check out. It is a paid product, but you can download it for free. And it's really an immediate download and you can use it free for, I believe it's 15 days. And then they'll give you a discount to purchase. So go ahead and check that out uh, if you are like me and don't want to do a bunch of formulas in order to find uh, fuzzy duplicates. And I forgot to mention, you can do the same thing with your tax IDs, um, but with your addresses, I do have a particular way that I search for duplicate addresses, especially since many systems have uh, separate vendor IDs or sites for the address, um, payment method, payment term combination. So in the webinar, and again, I'll have a link to that, I'll show how I use that fuzzy matching with a separate process to find duplicate sites, duplicate addresses. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 92nd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Mm-hmm.